honestly can't believe they keep bringing the McRib back. Like, who's eating that? <laughs> who's consistently, who's buying that? Uh, of all the things in the world, the McRib. Anyway. <laughs> Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to another inconsistent <laughs> episode of My Critical Analysis. I'm your host, Marcus of the Multi-Tapper. I just got home from the theater. I wanted to talk about this movie while it was fresh in my mind. So let's get right into it. This is My Critical Analysis of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Directed by Jason Reitman. Reitman. I'm not completely sure how to pronounce his last name. I didn't look it up because, again, I, this is all just fresh in my mind. I know, and for those who don't know, he is the son of the director of the original first two Ghostbusters, Ivan Reitman or Reitman. Um, and he actually, Ivan worked with Jason on this one as well. So I thought that was cool. This film stars Finn Wolfhard as Trevor who you probably know from Stranger Things. I can't remember which character is his in Stranger Things, but he's in that, he's in It, and basically every child and preteen movie and show that's come out in the last few years. Um, McKenna Grace as Phoebe, who's a little more unknown, but don't let that fool you. Like, this child is amazing. I love her character. And I know a couple of people will also love and relate to her character. Carrie Coon. I don't like that last name. <laughs> Carrie Coon as Callie. Kaylee. I can't remember. It looks like Callie on paper, but I, it might be pronounced Kaylee. Don't quote me on that name. I'm sorry. I'm messing that up. It's just I looked at IMDB real quick, and that's what it says. So Logan Kim as podcast. I love this dude's character. Celeste O'Connor as Lucky. And last but not least, Paul Rudd as Mr. Gruberson, or I believe his first name in the movie is Gary Gruberson. He's the seismologist slash teacher of Phoebe's science class, I believe. This movie starts out with a shadowy figure who you can safely assume is Egon Spengler of the original Ghostbusters. He's actively attempting to prevent this massive world-ending supernatural event from occurring. He's got his farmhouse is rigged up, and he's tapping into the town's power source, and he's doing all that he can. Unfortunately, he fails to fully stop whatever this is that's happening, and he, he dies in the process. It's not a spoiler, because you know <laughs> the actor that plays Egon is dead so they didn't recast him but i thought this was a good way to handle the death of the real actor and that character and kind of put them put the two worlds together from there we get our title screen and then we transition to our main characters um callie the mom or how do i i don't really know how to pronounce her that child's name <laughs> i'm gonna call her callie i'm sorry Again, if I get it wrong, I might actually re-record all of this. Callie, the mom, and she's also the daughter of Egon Spengler. And her two children, Trevor and Phoebe, who are obviously Spengler's grandchildren. 
They just got evicted from their current living situation, and Callie is under the impression that after her father passed away, she would be able to cash whatever money was left for her, pay rent, and then move on. She didn't have a relationship with Egon at all before he passed away, so to her, it was this was a money move. So she finds out that Egon was broke and only left her the farmhouse. The landlord at their current living situation isn't giving them any more time, so they have to move to Somerville, where that farmhouse is and where this whole movie takes place. Shortly after moving in, Phoebe, the youngest child, starts to experience like some strange bump-in-the-night events. These ghost encounters point her in specific directions to what was left behind from her grandfather and... She becomes more curious, her being the future scientist she is. She's extremely intrigued and determined to figure out what could all of this possibly mean. Woo! (laughs) Okay, I think I got through another spoiler-free, completely made-up, on-the-spot, off-the-top-of-my-head, mostly, synopsis. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I'm really trying at this. (laughs) First of all, I love this movie. I thought it was perfect, period. (laughs) So five ghosts out of five. Just let me just get that out of the way. I think this one actually, in my opinion, this is tough, but I think this one might be better than Ghostbusters 2. And that says a lot coming from me. Like, don't get me wrong, I love 2, but if only the first one came out, and then this one came out like 30 so or 30 years or so later like I wouldn't be mad at that at all like I think it's a great continuation of the story and yeah it, it's it, it was really it was surprising it I, I don't want to say it was surprising cuz I didn't have a lot of expectations and I knew with Jason and his father being together on this project and what went into it like I had high hopes, but I didn't have, like, crazy expectations. Like, this was going to be, like, mind-blowingly accepted by every single person who ever sees it. Like, it is what it is on that. But anyway, this movie was perfectly balanced for the most part. It does kind of drag in certain spots while trying to build these characters up which can feel like a long time to some people especially when the movie is 2 hours long but I still didn't I still enjoyed every bit of it like y'all know my history of falling asleep in the theaters like I wasn't bored for one second and I never dozed off this movie doesn't suffer where most movies suffer when they're trying when they're trying to cater to a younger generation like I remember when the trailer first dropped um, on Facebook, somebody in the comments section, they were worried, like, they said something, not exact quote, but they said something like, I have an issue when studio franchises try to pass off the franchise to a younger generation or a kid generation because the movie turns out a certain way. And like at the time, I think, I couldn't really understand it, but as I watched this movie, like, it made perfect sense to me. This isn't, this movie isn't taking something classic and modernizing it, like the last one. 
and it's not over the top trying to stay hip. And that was when I was like really understanding it. I'm like, that's my computer yelling at me for some odd reason. <laughs> but that's when it like really hit me. And I'm like, okay, I see what that person was trying to say now, especially in comparison to other franchises that have gone the, the kid route. Like this movie, there's no TikTok references. There's no kids pulling out cell phones every two seconds. There's no social media jokes, no dubstep music. Like, even how the teenage kids go out and have fun in this small town is, like, very down-to-earth, and I loved it. It was like escapism and a breath of fresh air to see kids existing in a world that isn't a big city and not being concerned with all of the issues and characters just existing without calling a lot of attention to it and this town isn't just a bunch of like out of the way white people like this you know it's a diverse town like the character lucky played by celeste is a young black girl whose father is the sheriff of this town that's played by bokeem woodbine so i thought that was dope um i really enjoyed all of the players in this movie but I don't want to speak too much about the plot, even though there are some things you'll figure out right away. I think it makes for a better film in this case, especially if I say less. Honestly, I honestly think we have access to excess. And I've said this many a times about many things, but I recently said this to somebody on Facebook about the Spider-Man hype. It's okay to not know things going into a movie. Like You don't need a frame-by-frame frame trailer breakdown and to theorize every sequence and to report every IMDb casting. And, like, it's, it's very overwhelming sometimes. And I understand being excited. And I understand the internet is the place for that and for everybody to come and share their excitement and come together and... I get all of that, but for, coming from somebody who likes, who's who's very immersed in this nerd culture, and I like to engage with people in discussions and have all these talks, but at the same time, I'm somebody who likes to be surprised, and that's becoming harder to avoid. Like, it's one thing back in the day where you might talk to somebody at school and that at lunch or something and then you go home or you go on about your day and like that's it like you don't talk to that person again until the following day and if it's on a friday you don't talk to them again until monday but like now we just have this constant instant access all the time and we get all these update real-time updates and it's just it's a lot it, it makes it tough to avoid I know people will just say, well, why don't you just ignore it? We'll just turn it off or et cetera, et cetera. It's more than that. I should be able to, I should be able to still enjoy the things I enjoy without being so overwhelmed with all of this data that I didn't ask for. But anyway, I say all of that to say I was almost in real tears by the time I got to the end of this movie. And... I know that wouldn't have happened if I had let my excitement get the best of me and start digging so deep into the movie that I ruined the moment, ruined that moment for myself and others, maybe. 
Like, I love that feeling. I love that feeling of not knowing what was going to happen next. I love the fact that I wasn't thinking about the trailer while I was watching this movie and like, oh, okay, I remember this part. Okay, this part is coming up next. Like, that sometimes spoils movies too, but I was just in that moment and that was good enough for me and I was grateful for the payoff. This movie does a good job of not insulting the intelligence of the audience. Not only just the general audience, but I'm especially referring to the children, like who they're targeting. And when you don't insult children, that always makes for a better child product. Like it's smart. This movie is smart. It's scientific. There's a lot of historical facts in it. And it's just very, it gives it to you. And it lets you figure it out. And it's going to take a couple watches for me to consume a lot of what was said. It's not like heavy like it would be for um, an adult space movie like The Martian. But it's it's heavy enough. It's heavy for, I would say, this generation of kids, especially with the the short attention span we have. So... It's this movie is really being itself in a world overrun with so many cliches and over the top set pieces and superheroes and loud noises like for a movie that's, again, marketed toward a younger audience. It doesn't act like it's on PCP. (laughs) You know, it's almost it's almost like a movie marketed toward 30 somethings millennials, but just uses gen z kids for the most part the music was good i love the music in the movie they use a lot of the old music remastered and it works for the movie you'll know what i'm talking about when you see it like it's not forced and it's not just for one scene and then goes back to modern trap beats type music like it's consistent the classic sound effects are back and they're remastered and the proton pack man every time I hear that powered up like that's like one of my favorite power up sounds ever. It's like that and lightsabers like those are out there. Maybe I'll do a top five DOA of my favorite power up sounds. Um, I really enjoyed the cinematography. It was great. The special effects were good. It wasn't too much CGI and there was a great balance between CGI and practical effects, which was a great Easter egg slash surprise for me because I didn't expect them. I didn't expect to see the practical effects like that. So, and I still enjoy practical effects a lot. I always think the best way to u- utilize CG is to use practical effects and mix the two and not just do heavy CGI. But anyway, I really love this movie and I wish it was streaming because I would honestly watch it again and again and again. Like, I liked it that much. I really want to watch it here at home so I can let those tears out that I didn't let out last night. But it it was it was a really good flick. Um, There is an end credit scene. I didn't put that in my notes, but I just remember it. I know people love those nowadays. Um, There is an end credit scene. So there's a mid credit scene and end credit scene. So if. Do you feel yourself getting ready to get up and walk out of the theater just because you're 
tired of being around people, which I completely understand. Hang back for a second. I can't wait to get this the the steel book. I got a free button and a free poster because the Detroit Ghostbusters were there, who I first saw at Frankenfest earlier this year. I had no idea they were going to be there, but that was really cool to have Ecto-1 out front, and they had a whole display, and they were taking pictures with people. I thought about taking a picture for y'all, but y'all know how I am about pictures. Like, <laughs> I post selfies, like, twice a year. <laughs> if you can, please go see this movie. See it with your family. There are some messages in this movie that make you really feel for these characters, especially if you've always felt out of place and you're different and you just don't fit in. And like I have, like I, I really relate to the kids in this movie. So that's another reason why I didn't I didn't mind the kids having so much screen time because I was really invested in those characters and. I thought that was cool and the performances really take you there like everybody's funny every you know they didn't just relegate all of the comedy to Paul Rudd you know he's actually like way low on that the list the the billing <laughs> so I don't know if this was just a passion project for him and he just wanted to be in it which you know I would I would be in Ghostbusters for free too <laughs> but anyway it's a really good movie. It's a really good family movie. And, yeah. If you love the original films, in my opinion, I think you'll love this one. Five out of five. Five ghostesses out of five ghostesses. It was dope. Can't wait to see it again. This is my critical analysis. Thank y'all for listening. Like, love, sub, peace.